0: Hey, this is Annie and Samantha and welcome to Stuff I'm Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. So today is Thursday. It's true. It really is Thursday. It is actually Thursday. That is not <laughs> a podcast or lie in this case. It is a dark and rainy Thursday here in Atlanta, which means it's time for another Sminty happy hour. And so we're we're going to, in this series, as we said, we're going to sit and try to relax and drink whatever that may be for you, that's something that calms you. Or maybe you just like to sit and sort of take a moment for yourself and have this hopefully calming fun time with us. So yeah, please join in. I am drinking a whiskey soda because... My co host over on Savor, she convinced me to get a soda stream, not a sponsor, but she convinced me to get a soda stream. So I've been experimenting with a bunch of drinks with that. And I'm drinking it out of my very nerdy Star Wars cup, which my mom found for me. And she just finds like random Star Wars stuff and gives it to me I all the that. time. It's the I best. I love that.
1: I love yeah. that. Well, let me go ahead and open mine. Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. I love that sound. Uh, I do too. I think it's one of the best sounds. But I just opened the Blue Moon Light Sky. Also, not a sponsor. None of these are sponsors. No, 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 it's sponsors. Just what we have in our refrigerator. I was trying yeah. to keep it light, and I love a good uh, tangerine peel, citrusy wheat beer. Yeah, I'm actually shoving a slice of orange in mine. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's blood orange. Classy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I don't have that. It's a sound well. effect. Oh, too bad. I'm not sure people want to hear
0: the mushing
1: of an orange <laughs>
0: into a can. I'm not sure <laughs> that's the thing. But yes,
1: yeah, so I wanted to be a little more refreshing and light today.
0: Yeah, see, I chose the whiskey because of the, the topic. Yes. But I'm kicking off my version of happy hour with a slightly unhappy hour. <laughs> I there think it'll be enjoyable. I think people will be able to really relate to this. But. In these segments, while we are highlighting women in the beverage industry, and some of them, some of them we're just going to have conversations while we're relaxing with whatever drink. And for mine, a lot of it will be nerd-themed, as as is not a surprise to anyone. And I'm still workshopping names okay. for it.
1: I really like Annie's Nerd Corner. That was great to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Annie's Nerd Corner sounds like a piece in a PBS like, variety show, you know? Like, and now it's time for Annie's Nerd Corner. And then the camera pivots, and I'm, like, there, and the lights are too bright, and there's all these books around me, and I got way too big of glasses on. Like, like the glasses I'm wearing today. I like your glasses. Well. Mm. I meant to bring mine. I used to wear glasses. Yeah. And, uh, I thought they looked really good on me, but I was probably <laughs> way off. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, as we're winding down the week having this happy hour slash unhappy hour, I did want to talk about something that's been on my mind lately. And I know Samantha and I, we've talked about it before. And it's this whole dead inside idea. Mm-hmm. And especially how it applies to women, because that's sort of our thing here. Because lately, I mean, it's it's, a, it's almost a joke and empty to say, but it's just been rough. It's been yeah. tough times right. for pretty much everybody. And there's this running joke among my friends that I am dead inside because of the way I handle things. And it's never anything that I'm, like, hurt by, generally. But it's just, yeah, it's something that I think about. And it's weird because, you know, Samantha, I feel things, like, really strongly. like,
1: intense. I was gonna say, I have never put that as a descriptor for you of being unemotional or being dead inside because you have passions upon passions. And uh, you have strong opinions on things, the things that you don't have an opinion on is definitely a blank space, <laughs> and it's the opposite of what you you know. Like for some people, let's say I know a little about a lot. You know uh-huh. a lot about a little. Like that's kind of <laughs> that in the like your world is very specific and it's uh-huh. beautiful and may, not a little because you know a lot in general. But that's what I mean. Like you focus in and then you hone in and you know everything <laughs> about it. And that's where I'm like I'll dabble in something. Okay, that's enough, and I'll move on, but I may not be an expert on it. So it's it's interesting, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly that's how people engage in things. Like, there's just the level of people, some people like things on a more superficial, like, I like this, and that's good enough. And and then other people like me are like, I like this and now I must know all there is to know. (laughs) And all the fan fiction I must write about the things that will never happen, but I want to see happen.
1: I mean, it's gotten to the point that on specific topics, I'll be like, you are limited. You cannot write more than this.
0: (laughs) She has put a limit on me, listeners.
1: (laughs) Not because we don't want all that information. It's just like, okay, now this is going to be a six-part episode on one small subject. We've got to gotta pull it back.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's <laughs> entirely fair. And that's one thing as someone who does like really, really enjoy things perhaps to a level that most people, I won't say most people, but is a bit more than a lot of people. Sometimes I have a hard time differentiating between what is actually interesting and relevant. <laughs>
1: You no know, the thing is like the things that you bring out are very interesting to me for sure it's kind of like okay but we have to come back have, right we, yes circle back around like
0: <laughs> no no absolutely no that is something i know is an issue that i am aware
1: of <laughs> i think it's an issue cuz i will sit in i think this is why our relationship works i will hear you and then you will continue on and then i'll put in a question here and there but I feel like I've learned something and I didn't have to do any other work. Wonderful, thanks.
0: <laughs> it's all, I'm just trying to help you ultimately. <laughs> I'm good with it. Well, see, that's the thing because I do love things so much. And so like when we did the Princess Leia episode, for example, I wanted to share it with you. I wanted right. to tell you about it. You like, did. I get, yeah. So so that's kind of this juxtaposition of I, I have that and I have these strong emotional things. And I personally wouldn't describe myself as dead inside. But there is, like when I encounter situations that are intense, especially in real world, because I'll say I'll watch like a TV show and I'll cry and cry and cry. But like in the real world, if something sad happens, I'm very stoic often. Like I'm pretty... And, and that, that will break eventually and I will cry or whatever it is. But I think also a part of it is obligation. If, if I feel like there's an obligation to react a certain way emotionally, then it's like I close up mm-hmm. and I don't do it. And that feels weird because people do expect, and we've talked about this before, especially for women, they do expect that you're going to emote a certain way right. often.
1: So, but if you emote too much of it, exactly, then you're being too dramatic. Exactly. And I
0: think maybe that's part of what it is. It's like, There's a tension in me where for so long, we've had that thrown against us as women of being too emotional, being too dramatic. And I am very, honestly, I'm a very emotional person. You are. I am. And I'm not ashamed of that. But I think I maybe internalized, especially younger, that it was better to be stoic because that is more masculine. You don't want to be the emotional crying woman. right? And I think that I'll have moments where I just feel really weird, like something is wrong with me because... And the most obvious example I can think of is dogs. And I know, I know, I know, I know. I like dogs. I want to say that, okay? I like dogs. Dogs, but I don't have the thing. Like it's not my thing. Right. I don't stop, and I'm like, oh a dog. Like there's, no, I don't feel that, and I see it in people, and I just don't. Whatever that is, it's not happening for me. Sometimes it does if it's like right. a super cute dog, but generally I'm just kind of like,
1: there's a dog, yeah, which is the reaction I get every time I try to show you a video, yeah, of a dog that's <laughs> <us> doing something <laughs> cute, and you're like, oh. Nice. Yeah,
0: because I know. <laughs> and I, I, I know, like, I, I, and I totally right. get it, like, that feeling. And I totally get wanting to share that. And, and I think that's a part of why I keep bringing this up, even though it has yeah. gotten me in trouble on the internet before. is because yeah. it does make me feel weird. It does make me feel like something is off with me. And it's like I'm searching for it. You're supposed to react a certain way and it's not there. And in that moment, it does feel like I'm dead inside because there's nothing. There's nothing there. And it does make me feel like as a woman that this should be there. And again, it's all internalized, but like I'm also the same with babies. And I also like babies and I have friends with kids whom I adore and I think the cutest, smartest, sweetest things. But I just don't feel whatever it is people are expecting. So then I have to act and pretend. And then I feel like I'm just a big faker.
1: And that's not a good feeling either. All right. Well, I'm with you on the baby. I'm very, fairly vocal about that. Not yeah. that I'll tell anybody their baby's ugly or anything, but I'm like, okay, beauty of life. You do your thing. This is what you want. I'm so happy for you. But for me, it's kind of like I've never wanted like really wanted a child. Like, I thought I did because that's what we're supposed to want Mm -hmm. coming into our womanhood. Our womanhood is to give birth and put our hips to use. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And I definitely would say I had birthing hips according to many (laughs) mamas who or grandmamas who have told me so. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't react that way either. I have to do a lot of acting to be like, oh, this is so great. (laughs) Um, And I think a part of that is because of my background and seeing really awful families and like, just because you birthed a child doesn't mean we need to celebrate this. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of one of those moments. But then mm-hmm. again, yeah, I love the couples when I see that are genuinely happy. I'm happy for them. I'm like, oh my God, this makes you happy. Yeah. That's beautiful. Uh, yeah. Outside of that, they don't make me tear up. I don't necessarily, I'm not pushing. Like, I'm definitely pushing the age that it's getting too late. Sure. Technically, biologically, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, and I think that's... But yeah, I'm with you. I feel like I'm supposed to be these things. My mother made me feel like I was losing a piece of myself mm-hmm. when I said I was okay with not having children. Right. And being told repeatedly, you're going to die alone. So, you know, that yeah, there's
0: that. Yeah. There is that.
1: There is that. <laughs> and, and,
0: and, you know, even admitting this out loud is kind of scary to me, to be honest, because I want to be really clear on this. It's not like if you show me a baby, and to a lesser extent, a dog especially if I know you and I care about you, it's not like I'm like not feeling anything. And when I say acting, I it's just that I feel like I have to act way over the top, you know, like it has to be huge. The reaction has to be huge. And you know, this is a huge deal and it deserves to be. But in that space of like me just being like, oh, that big kid is so cute. and Feeling this like quiet sentiment of being moved and happy and like your heart is really full. People can't
1: see that. Right. So you have to like act it. I have that way about gifts. Oh, yeah? I I like to be prepared about what am I going to get because the initial reaction, I I don't know if there's something stunted in me that I can't react at the moment and I feel very like I'm very stoic and calm. Mm -hmm. So showing excitement is also something I have a problem with. So I hear you on this because then this is a good and bad where if it's a bad situation and everybody's panicking, I am not. I'm the one that's quietly right. sitting around looking there trying to figure out what's going on. And then after the fact, then I'll have a meltdown, maybe. Right, yeah. But I'm the same way even with joyful situations. So, uh-huh. let's say I come in to a birthday surprise, which, by the way, I don't like surprises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how to react. My initial reaction is, are we fighting? We're fighting. I'm fighting. Are, we, uh-huh. are you yelling at me? What's going on? Like, right. that's my initial reaction and I have to assess the situation and my reaction is delayed. But on the same way with gifts. So I'm supposed to act surprised and so happy. And I may be, yeah. but I can't get there. Yeah. Or I may really hate it and I'm trying to hide that. Yeah. Like it's really... And so the fear of like doing that is one of the things I hate the most. Yeah. So I like to know ahead of time. Yeah, me too. Just to prepare myself. Yeah, and
0: I wonder, I bet there's something to do with like the trauma in our past there because for me, there's like this moment of you go inside yourself and you think, What is the proper way to react? Like right. what is the safe, proper reaction here? And because you're doing that, you're like taking a step out of your natural how you would, perhaps.
1: Right. I mean, that's the same I think like the reactive attachment disorder, which I'm pretty sure as a young child I could have been diagnosed with mm-hmm. that. And we've talked about attachment disorders before. And I think I've talked about this one in our trauma series. It literally is everything is a performance and trying to read other people's reaction. Right. So that's my initial setback is watching you, watching me. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel similarly. And and I have, I mean, my friends are really good because I remember once, I think I've told this story before. My friends, she was really drunk, but she came out to me. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, oh, cool. Like, and, but I had called a lift already and I kind of got in the lift, And she freaked <laughs> out because she was like, oh my God, what does she think? And my other friend was like, you know, Annie, Annie just takes things in stride. Like, right. And I was, yeah, so happy for her. But I do get that a lot. And that's something else that kind of causes me tension about this whole conversation is there is that joke, but kind of assumption that if you behave in that way, Or if you don't like animals, for instance, you're a sociopath. (laughs) Like something is wrong with you. And I'll feel it. Like I have internalized that and I will think something is wrong. You should be feeling this way. And that we've talked about the problem of shoulds so much, but that, Yeah, that has been coming up a lot lately because people have been, you know, we're on our Zoom happy hours, whatever people show me pictures of things. And I do, I just, I feel it, but it's so like muted. I'm like,
1: something's wrong with you. You should be way happier than this. Right. I think the difference is though, and, and I say this in like, again, I come to you and send you things that bring you joy, which most people do, as you've talked about, the fact that all these announcements are coming out between yeah. Marvel stuff, between the Star Wars stuff, mm-hmm. and the Last of Us 2 stuff. Oh, and yeah. I know people are sending you messages left and right. So I've sent you <laughs> two or three of them uh-huh. in the last day I alone. Love it. I love it. Uh, but that's the thing, see, that this is the joy and the reaction. So we know what brings you joy in, yeah. in that part. And that's okay. That's the thing is that I think what people need to realize in the actual level of what it is, is We need to give people joy as much as they need to give us joy. And so being able to do that for you is something that people should be able to see. Just as much as I, Joe will send me, my partner will send me many a dog videos. Yes, He knows how much I love these, especially the the silly ones, that cat. I don't know if you've seen the viral cat video. The dude who couldn't get the cat off the screen and him saying, I'm not a cat. (laughs) I laughed hysterically. I thought it was hilarious. But like stuff like that, it brings that joy. And that's great. And that's fine. And just because you don't enjoy the same thing should not inspire anyone to be like, that person's not nice or we're not going to be friends because this person is, doesn't believe the same thing or doesn't like not believe doesn't like the same thing I do and that's right. a whole different conversation especially again this is also another conversation about using any type of mental health stuff as a weapon right. against people yeah. which is both in itself mm-hmm. um and that needs to be broken down in its entirety yeah. because that is it it's it's definitely divisive and 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 insensitive to those that are struggling with these things and they still want to try to be human. You know what yeah. I mean? Like sociopath is a whole different conversation in itself, of course. But when we talk about mental health stuff and it being regarded to that way, mm-hmm. it's a dangerous line when you start poking it as this is this person because of one small incident. Yeah. Or one small reaction that they did you didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I
0: definitely, oh, for sure. That is a that is a big topic. And I think, like, part of this is, too, that nurturing aspect of being a woman. So, like, dogs or pets or babies just fit so naturally into that. So, it does... That's another layer of it, of expecting this thing from women. And since I'm not necessarily... I Like, I'm not emoting as they expect. um, For these nurturing things, there's, like... A gendered layer right. too of that. Right. Um, and we've talked about like grieving and, and, and how people grieve in different ways and, and people present emotions in different ways. And when I was thinking about this, like on, on the flip side of all of what we're talking about is men being limited right. in what emotions they can show in, right. in terms of this joy or happiness or just in general, um, right. other, other than stoicism. <laughs> right. But I do think there's more of a like, oh, how brave. When men are emotional, right, as compared to women, and any like being emotional or not being emotional, it's just not a conversation.
1: <laughs> and that might be one of the things that could talk about. It's the fact that women are more likely to give you credit. Mm-hmm. So therefore, oh, yeah. if a man is doing something that is worthy of credit, women are the ones that's going to call it out first, as per right. usual. So it's a whole different thing because men are not going to call women out for something unless it's bashing on other women like it's kind of a whole competitive nature but I think in itself when we talk about being honest and upfront it is okay for women to be accepting as well as as you said nurturing so therefore complimenting is nurturing and bringing up and that's that kind of like oh my god this is also like that level of gendered roles (laughs) right yeah gender roles hurt everyone
0: everyone (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's that's just sort of what's been on my mind around that. And again, these are our opinions uh, because, yeah, I'm working through a lot of this stuff. So Mm -hmm. nothing is wrong with being super excited, man or woman, about any of these things.
1: (laughs) And it's joyful. And if that brings you joy, keep doing it as long as you're not hurting someone else.
0: Yes, always.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, so cheers.
0: Cheers, what, y'all! Yeah, thanks for letting me have this sort of unhappy hour. <laughs> but my next one's gonna be really fun. It's gonna be a fan fiction. This was fun.
1: It's gonna Don't be say good. that. Okay. This one is fun. Don't say that. Okay. This one was necessary. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, and I hope that some
0: of you listeners can relate. And and as we do these happy hours, we would love to hear ideas from you. What we'd like to see. We've already gotten some interest in perhaps watching Sex in the City on hey, some of these. I am
1: down. I know you are. I'm down
0: too. I would love it. But we wanna we wanna do things that you wanna hear and, and do. So please keep those suggestions coming. Uh, we hope that you have enjoyed this and you're having a relaxing at least a little bit of time in your day, perhaps. And yeah, we would love to hear from you. Our email is stuff at iheartmedia.com. You can also find us on Instagram at stuff mom never told you or on Twitter at momstuffpodcast. podcast. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. And thanks to you for listening. Stefan Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.